what is up coming to you live from the cat house or maybe it should be called the tiger house we are here for dre's geek philosophy podcast i am flying solo this time around uh my my lovely wonderful wife is in the next room with our wonderful son tiger and they're just chilling she's still uh She's still recovering. Uh, that'll be uh, another section of the, the podcast uh, today. But So it, it's just me. I didn't summon any of my cohorts today. Just kind of, we're going to have like a chill episode. We're trying to keep things chill here at the Tiger House. But the, the one thing that's not chill is, for those of you who don't know, today, aside from it being Martin Luther King Day, it is the three-year anniversary of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Uh, it should have been the first of the year, but uh, our good old dearly, uh, uh, no longer our uh, executive producer, Sam Zia, he, he, he didn't want to go live right off the bat way back when in uh, 2017 on the, the first time around. When we, we went in and we practiced podcasting for a couple of weeks, but it was MLK Day of uh, 2017 where uh, we went live, myself, Mr. Pete Molini. Mr. Sam, executive producer Sam Zia, and then we had a guest that day. We had a we had Lamar Harris. We we, we were running a, we were running a four man show, and that was back when we were uh, we were doing this at the Secret Podcast Studios, aka iHeartRadio. <laughs> it's not really much of a secret anymore. We're not going back there, and I can't get in trouble retroactively for go, for going there or saying it. Yeah, we were at iHeartRadio for that first year. <laughs> we were just chilling. Because uh, if you didn't know, uh, executive producer Sam Zia, he, he, he works, worked. I don't know if he still works there. I know he's doing a whole lot of uh, psychology right now. But uh, yeah, I heard the, the big secret revealed here on the three anniversary. That was the iHeartRadio studios that we were recording <laughs> the first year or so of the podcast. That we were like, shh, shh, we're somewhere in Los Angeles. That that was the big thing that uh, we were doing. Then. So it was, yeah, it was three years ago, uh, around this time, three years ago, whatever Monday, the third Monday of a... Uh, of, of 2017 that's when we, we, we started this crazy journey and uh, we, we're, we're still here I, I'm, I'm st- we're still going with the show it's a uh, uh, no signs of, of stopping anytime soon although even though I, I I am a father now and then there's a mother in the other room and, a, and our son over there uh, there, there might be some hiccups here and there as it uh, just like our, our, my, our YouTube page which was slowly being updated today as a I, I went back to work today. <laughs> After uh, being out for two weeks for for the for the birth of uh, birth of our son, um, I'm, I'm I went back at it today today, so I also had reliable Wi-Fi, so I had my computer on the side, downloading and uploading downloading the the, the videos and uploading them onto our YouTube page. So it's slowly getting updated. Hopefully by the end of the week we'll be caught up on YouTube, and then there's gonna be hopefully some other content I'm gonna try to create while I'm at work, and, and not here at the, at the Tiger House. But yeah. It, it's funny that we started the show with uh, with four people, and here we are three years later. It's just me uh, flying solo uh, today. Uh, my, my lovely my lovely wife will rejoin us in, in a few weeks when she's feeling better. Uh, she she is coming off, you know, she came off a C section. If you if you missed last week's episode where uh, I cried a lot and I told the whole birth story, yeah, go, go back and watch that, and then come back over here. It, uh, but if you're here with us live, just like my wife is watching live right now. And also can hear me from the other room. And uh, my, awesome, my awesome friend, Jenny Matthews, from the East Coast, is watching the show live. And uh, 
I, I, I know I never get accurate statistics as to who's actually watching live. It tells me there's two people. I hope there's more, but maybe there's less. Who knows with this thing? But yeah, we, we, we've got to the point where now it's just right out. It's just me flying solo. And uh, if you had told me a year or two ago I'd have to fly solo, I'd been, I'd been terrified. I, I, need, I usually need another person to, to bounce my thoughts off of. But now I'm just bouncing them off the inside of my head. And that's how I can get through. I've, I've run two or three solo shows already so far this year. And there's going to be a few more before we're, we're done with this. It, it's been a fun run these three years, it, honestly. I, 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 even, I mentioned last week, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever told the story on the podcast, but it's, uh, it's because of this podcast that I found that lovely lady who, who you see oftentimes sitting on my right, your left. Uh, yeah, that, 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 I don't know if I've ever told that. It's, like, it's because of the show. That's, she, she found me via the show. We... Uh, she, she, we started talking. <laughs> she, we had, she was a mutual friend of Pete Molini, <laughs> the other previous co-host of the show. And, uh, we met, we talked and then the chemistry hit. And then, you know, a couple years later, boom, married and a kid. <laughs> what a whirlwind. What a ride I've, I, I've been on. Uh, I think, I, I think I've said before, I get I may not ever make a dime on this podcast, but I, I, I got a life. I got a wife and a life and a little baby out of it. So, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm way ahead on this. <laughs> I'm playing with house money as, as far as I'm concerned with this whole podcast business. If I, if I squeeze a dime out of this, then cool. I mean, well, obviously, yeah, Daniel Wong, our, our patron right there, he, he's been contributing. All that money is going to go towards our SoundCloud and all the money that Daniel Wong has donated to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. If you want to help out as well. Uh, that that's all gonna go paid for our, our SoundCloud hosting to keep our podcast on all those wonderful podcast apps and those pop up. It'll it'll pop up on the podcast app sometime tomorrow morning. If you want to go listen to it right away, it's always on SoundCloud. If you go SoundCloud, search for Dre's Geek Philosophy, it's always there. But yeah, three years of uh, of getting on here and talking on Mondays to to all y'all. I, I love that yeah, our, our regular viewers here who watch here live, and there's a whole bunch of people apparently all over the place who listen to this after the fact. And you know what? I appreciate every single one of you. I, it, uh, honestly and truly, yeah, like, like the, the, this whole thing started a few years ago to like kind of pull me out of my depression. And uh, it really it, it really has. It's got a little venting box for me to talk about the world of geekdom. It's like I'm rocking my little uh, bounty hunter shirt. It's Boba Fett looking like, uh, like Buzz Lightyear. I'm rocking. I bust out the old Tron hoodie. This is from, from the original first episode right here. This is the same Tron hoodie from the first episode. How to how to bring a little little symmetry back to the show. So as far as, so those of you who are here wondering about uh, my wonderful wife and my, my little child, uh, let's do a quick little Rosa and baby update. So uh, like I said last week, you know, like I told the whole story. It was a long labor. It was a torturous labor for my poor wonderful warrior wife. And uh, and then when we came home that Sunday, uh, we brought home the whole family. Everything was cool. And you know, just like the typical, you know, hey newborn life where it's like I'm not getting a lot of sleep my wife's getting precious little sleep I'm trying to help her get sleep I'm I'm taking the proverbial bullets where I'm keeping the kid calm I'm getting up to take care of him so she can sleep and, and rest and uh, we're, we're just living that normal life and now uh, we, we take a uh, mommy and baby to their first uh, doctor's appointments on Thursday took the baby to his appointment he was good pissed all over me pissed all over the nurse pissed all over his blanket it was to say you know what all I could do was laugh. I just laughed my ass off. <laughs> and my little boy just was like, ha, gotcha, dad. 
my, my and he had uh, he, he's good and healthy no, no problems uh, me and rosa had all we were, we were paranoid every time he sneezed every time he made a weirdo like is he allergic to the cats is he allergic to something in the house is he allergic and the doc and then the pediatrician she's like nah baby sneeze babies are your babies are babies they're gonna have like earwax and have all this stuff don't worry. The only thing we have to worry about, just like my friend Mac McLean said, if that temperature gets to 100.4, then we have a problem. Other than that, kids are malleable. They're invincible. They're, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it's fun. So, But after that, we, we took Mama Bear to her first appointment because uh, because she had the C-section. She had, we had to go see the doctor like immediately. And we go check in with the doctor, and um, they, they check her out, and her blood pressure was still abnormally high. So they, they, they took Mama away, and we had to go take Mama back to the hospital. And so suddenly, after, uh, what, <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four days of our, of our little family here, uh, my, my wife, she got put in the hospital. And it was just me and the kid. Uh, Daniel, you, you were saying uh, last week, I, I had to go back and re, uh, re-listen to the podcast. Well, I had to re-record the podcast onto audio for the for our podcast listeners, and I saw you had mentioned that, oh yeah, first time uh, alone with your kid was the scariest thing in your life. Yeah, I got to have that on day five or, 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 or day seven. <laughs> it was like, what? I have to take the kid back home? And it's just going to be me and him? Holy crap! <laughs> I was terrified. I, I was a little mortified. But uh, we, we did it. Uh, obviously, I'm still here. Kid's still here. Uh, kid survived. Uh, and it was just, it, that, was a, that was a challenge. Uh, uh, I kept talking about last week. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm entering the greatest challenge of my life. It's like, oh, I have to, why is my son crying and how do I stop it? And it's like, oh, it's just me and him. And, 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 and thank the heavens for uh, her wonderful parents. They, they, they pitched in so, so much by, uh, they, they were at the hospital checking in on my wife since I couldn't leave here because of a tiny, adorable little boy. I had to make sure he was okay. I had to take care of him. And uh, and uh, and we didn't want, because we're breastfeeding, uh, and we didn't want to stop that. So my wife, I, she was like, her ble- blood pressure was high, but she was like, I'm fine. I mean, the doctor's telling me I'm not fine, but I'm, I'm okay over here. They keep checking me. And so she was able to, they, they got her a little breast pump. So she was pumping out the breast milk and then either uh my awesome papa cat in law or my mama cat in law they were bringing it over in the morning and in the evening uh, i was getting they're they're bringing me the milk and i was putting in the bottle warming it up and i was taking care of all the feeding i'm like i, I got to have a whole lot of bonding with my son <laughs> it was uh, uh, three days of, of just it just me and him just growing it up here at home uh trying to help it was just me and him trying to sleep me and him uh uh, keeping him calm, keeping him warm, taking care of my, my little dude, just like, you know, just bonding with him. And, uh, and what kind of dad would I be? <laughs> the, the, uh, so that, that was Thursday, the Thursday night. So Friday, it's just me and him here all day. We're just, all right, bro. I, I put, I put a pair of sweatpants on him. I put on a pair of sweatpants. We're, we're sweatpants bros now. And, uh, I'm like, well, I'm just here at home. Let me put on something on TV. Uh, I well, I don't want to say he and I watched. I watched all of season two of Chappelle Show all day. <laughs> I'm sure many people were like, "You exposed your little boy. He's like barely a, eight, eight days old to Dave Chappelle." <laughs> yes and no. He's little. He can't hear it. I mean, he doesn't know what's happening on the screen. <laughs> He can't hear all the swearing and all the racism and all the funny jokes. But, you know, it's just like, 
I'm trying to stay relaxed. And my boy, he was relaxed. He was like, he was good. Oh, I look well rested. Oh, I fake it really well. <laughs> no, th- I, I, I am thinking I, I had an eight hour shift of work today. I, I was back at work. I don't know how I look well rested. Everyone at work is like, you look well rested. I'm like, am I a zombie? <laughs> like maybe I am a zombie. My brain doesn't feel well rested, but you know what? Cool. <laughs> I, I did spend the last few months trying to actively function on less sleep. I like, I kept weaning myself down from like seven hours to six hours to five hours this is trying to wean it down. I'm like, all right, I have to get used to this concept of like, I'm not going to get a lot of sleep. I'm, I'm functioning on like, not a lot of sleep. This morning, I have to say like, uh, me, uh, me, my wife and the baby, we actually, I think we got like four consecutive hours of sleep. And it's like, and that is just, I think that's why I look well rested. I think, yeah, from about, <laughs> from about like two or three to about seven, we, all three of us slept, uh, like my, my, my little guy, the little tiger, he was nice and comfy uh, with mama and daddy. So he was like, all right, cool. I'm going to sleep. And so the three of us actually got, uh, well, I got, well, four consecutive hours for me is like the equivalent of eight. My, my wife, she still needs a whole lot of sleep. She, she, she requires lots of sleep. So this whole baby endeavor has been a, a, a challenge for her sleep patterns. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I spent three days. Me, it was just me and the boy. And then, uh, uh you know, Papa-in-law would come in, bring bring stuff. Mother-in-law come in, bring stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was, I, like I said, at first I was kind of scared, but, like, I kind of got, you know, it, it was just kind of just a routine. I literally set an alarm on my phone every three hours. And I was, all right, boom, got, let, let's eat, let's feed. Yeah, I, I was like, boom, it was like 12, p- <laughs> 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 9 p.m., midnight, 3 a.m., 6 a.m. It was just like... Me and, me and the little dude, we got into a little groove. It was just like, he, he, he understood what was going on. I understood what was going on. We were, we were a little team. We were, we were staying strong for mommy. That, that, that was the whole goal. We're going to stay strong. I'm going to make sure everything's okay. Nothing got done here. That, I mean, I, I, I worked in some laundry here and there when I could like get him to sleep in his little nappy. But it was just like, all right, we're just going to, me and him, we're just going to chill on the couch all day. And like I, I can say, but first day, all day. Chappelle show. I literally worked my way all the way through season two, and I think I forget what what, what movie I put on that 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 night. I, I I think I put something on. I I don't remember. The next night it was just like we were just working through all kinds of stuff. It was like the so Saturday it was like Django Unchained, and then Dark Knight Rises, and then Goodfellas. It was just like I was just like I'm just gonna put on <laughs> all the, whatever is just gonna amuse me, and then. He, I think, yeah, Saturday, he just slept on my lap the whole time. He was just like, all curled up in a little ball or just sprawled out. He just constantly, like, repositioned himself on my lap. And I'm like, all right, it's okay, buddy, as long as you're warm. Keep my, keep my little keep my little co-pilot warm and keeping him comfy. You know, you know, get him to eat. And it was real funny. Like, my, my mom, like, rolled, as soon as my mom found out that my wife was in the hospital, she just rolled through. My mom's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, we good. I'm like... And at that point, it had been like, at that point, it had been like 48 hours. I'm like, oh, me and dude, we good. Like, I feed him, I burp him, change his diaper, wash, rinse, repeat. Like, I got, we, we, were, in a, we were in a groove. Uh, my mom's like, you don't need food. You're not taking care of him, right? I'm like, it, it, it's okay, moms. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, people should figure it out. I got this figured out. All right. Like I was telling my, my, my boys who I play Destiny with, I'm like, you know what? 
oddly, gamers are really well-suited for parenting. They don't. They probably don't know it. But gamers are well-suited to parenting because you got to be able to multitask in a game. You're planning out stuff. you got to be able to read and react to situations. It's like the, the boss fight's going south. you got to be able to figure it out. If the baby starts crying, all right, okay, what's going on? Got to figure it out. Let's see, let, let's see if I can ease them. All right, oh, wait, ooh, diaper's full. Let's go change that. All right, oh, you're hungry? Boom. Let me go warm up that milk. It's all about being able to assess, react, and respond. That, 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 that's just what, I, that's what I've discovered, my, my personal parenting journey so far it's like that my but ironically my 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 gaming skills my, my ability to handle all kinds of crazy shit in gaming has been has allowed me to adapt to handling whatever my little boy can throw at me so far uh, i don't want to get too cocky and arrogant here but it, it, it's it's so far so good and, and so my wife she was in the hospital for three days those three days and they're just like we're i'm sending uh sending photos to her back and forth I said, yeah we, we yeah uh, Rose's mom got us a whole bunch of the, she signed us up for fabric diapers, figuring that out, adapt, evolve, <laughs> overcome, <laughs> figuring that out, uh, diaper, freaking uh, fabric origami, uh, that, that's that been fun, and actually the fabric diapers have been a lot helpful, that, that stuff can really absorb poo and pee really well, <laughs> like we had to get in a, like a fecal joke, that that's a, in tribute to, to Sam Zia, who, who he is far away in Burbank, he can't be on the show no more, <laughs> But yeah, it, but my wife, uh, she was just in the hospital. She just wanted to come home. She was like, it just, it felt like there was, it was out of her control. It was all, like her her blood pressure was just like, it just kept like staying too up. They couldn't figure it out. Uh, like for, for any of my medical experts out there, she was, she's still recovering for preeclampsia. But it's like, oh, we have no clue what's happening. And my my, my wife is like, I want to go home to my baby and my husband. <laughs> like, I want to be there and not be sitting here with a little pump, cranking out the milk and sending it off with her parents. And hoping that we're okay, but thankfully no. Me, me and the dude were we were fine. I, 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 I we, we we were fine. We like I said, we stayed strong for Mama Bear, for 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 my wife. We stay strong for her. I want to make sure it's like like it's like keep the baby alive. That was like I heard Stone Cold Steve Austin in the back of my head. Just keep the baby alive, boy. <laughs> I'm like that, and that's what I did. And you know, and my father-in-law he'd stay here and chill with me. Like it was like uh, on Sunday, like. He, he stayed here with me for a while so I can actually go shave and shower. I swear, I look so haggard. <laughs> I felt like I removed like 10 years off my face. The, uh, the, the horseshoe was rocking strong. The, the side of the beard, like all the white hairs. I'm sure I look was like, I was disheveled. Because I was just sitting around in my PJs all day with my son. Just make sure you're okay. Are you okay, buddy? All right, we're okay. If you're okay, then I'm okay, buddy. And, you know, a lot of bonding with my, I, I, I feel like the whole point of me taking the time off was to bond with my boy. And then I got 72 straight hours of bonding with him, just straight up, just me and him. And it was, it was actually not as daunting as it seemed at first. So it was like that, that Thursday when I'm sitting in the car in the, at, at the hospital and I'm like, I'm like, well, uh, do we have to go get formula now? I'm like, I know we didn't do for, want to do formula, but it was, no, but we figured it out. It's like, there's always all, all these other parents. And it's like, I, I, I have to keep telling myself, it's like, no, I'm not the only person going through this. <laughs> there is like, literally, millions. Millions. We all got here because of parents. So it was just, I, I, I wasn't letting it get into my head too deep. It was just like, all right, it's me and him. We cool. Everything was fine. And my wife, she uh, they, they, they gave her the, the clean bill of health uh, on Sunday. 
So, like, my father-in-law stayed here with baby. I ran over, got her, hugged her tight, got my baby mama, brought her home, reunited her with her with, with our son, and they got all the quality time they needed. And now we're we're back, you know, family unit. We were good last night. Well, like I said, we, we got actually reasonable sleep considering the kid isn't even two weeks old. So I, we're, I, I feel like we're... We, we, we got this so far. I'm sure there'll be curveballs. I'm sure something like, uh, like knock on wood. I'm like, we, we'll be all right. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I, I'm sure someone's going to come up and be like, hey, Dre, bah, what a five finger say to the face. Slap. <laughs> Too much. Chappelle. That was another thing. So watch, I don't know if uh, people I know saw that on my Facebook timeline. My Facebook friends noticed it. I did not realize how much of Chappelle show I still quote to this day, like 14 years later, 15 years later, that was like 2004, 2005 when, when Chappelle show was at its Zenith. And so much of that, I still like quote to this day. I don't know how many times I plead the fifth. And it's, it's not even like the big stuff. Like I'm Rick James, bitch. I don't do those. I do like these deep cut, like weird things. <laughs> like all the weird skits. I, I, I'll yell out Riverside motherfucker. Oh shit. It's Wayne Brady. Like I, all the time. <laughs> just, just the weirdest little ticks. And I'm like, I'm like watching all these episodes, especially season two. And I'm like, yep. I say that all the time. Oh God. I say that all the time. Woof. <laughs> It, it was a uh, it was humbling and hilarious at the same time like man I, I a lot of this lexicon just kind of just like boop, installed in my head and, and I realized me, yeah me and Jai it was like I, we ran our GameStop back in 2005 back to that Rosemi GameStop we were just doing Chappelle show bits all day long uh, one of our co- one of our employees I remember Wilson Wong like I remember like we, we had just taken over the store. And he's like, oh, man, I'm going to quit, man. I don't know these new guys. And he walks in, and we're just, like, player here just ball in front of him. And he's like, oh, wait, you motherfuckers are cool. <laughs> okay, I want to work here. <laughs> and we, we, were just, we were just silly. To, and all that silliness kind of has just stayed with me in my crazy brain. And I, I, I'm going to try to keep a lot of that bad stuff away from my boy. <laughs> It, it, some of the ridiculous. Oh my lord! Just Chappelle is out of control. But Mama Bear is okay. Baby Bear is okay. And uh, Papa Bear, I, I, I'm hanging in there. I, I'm being strong. I, I'm being strong for my family. That's that's all I can do. Just be. I I, I suck it up. I'm I'm doing it all for them. I went back to work today for them. I I I'm gonna bust my ass. And try to like provide a better life for them. It's, it's all about them. If I if I gotta sell all my Nintendo collectibles that I I would never have uh, dreamed of parting with, I'll do it all for them. Like my little bronze Nintendo Mario statue that I got for being a good rep, I will I will flip that son of a bitch if we need that money for my son. It, it's gone. That's why that that little dude. That's it. It's in my wife's arms right now, over in the bedroom. That's 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 the most important thing to me right now. Like it's just that that's the craziest thing. It's like you don't know until until you have one. I'm sure all my dads here, like like uh, like Dang Wong, Rolando Rolando, uh, Damon Lamb, all my dads on here. You know, I mean, you you know what I'm talking about. Until, until you hold that little life in your hands and you look into their tiny eyes, you're like, oh man, I'll sacrifice everything for you, little one. It's just like damn. And I got and I I'm, I'm feeling that. And I get it now. I get it. My, my mom is like, she she was telling me like, you understand like like 
now you understand how much I love you. I, I love you. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Mom is like, remember I looked at my little boy and I'm like, damn, dude, you're not going to know how much I love you until like someday in the future where you have, you know, you have your own kid. Yeah, I see that right there. Daniel Wong. You think you know love when you meet your wife until you have a kid. You have no idea. That's the, 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 the my, my heart, my heart, like it feels full with, with, with my, with my little family here. Like I look at my wife and I look at my son and I'm just like, I feel good. Uh, that's, that's why you, like last week I was breaking down and crying those half happy, half crazy tears last week. And uh, it was just, I had a, I laid it all out there because that's just how, you know, that's how I felt. It's just like, I, I didn't know I could feel this kind of crazy love. And then seeing his, like every time he gives me a little funny face, I just melt. My wife was texting me photos of, of him being cute and, being sleepy and I was just like, oh my heart. I was like sitting there at my desk at work. I'm like, oh my heart. Oh my little boy. Look at him. He's being so cute. With with his little monster pot little monster bins on, being all cute and all asleep. I'm like, oh my boy. That's my little guy. That's our little boy. Oh. But alright. I didn't want to dominate the entire show again with uh, with baby talk. Although like I said, I, last week this could turn to Dran Rosa's baby philosophy, but Let's get down to some nerd stuff. I, obviously, there's stuff that's been happening. Obviously, aside from the, the birth of our child, other things have been happening. So, right here, I, I made a list of a few things I wanted to cover before we get out of here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the Academy Awards. All the, all the, um, it's award season right now. All the, all the trophies are being handed out. And uh, I, I'm personally kind of disturbed that Joker has gotten so much uh, love and hype I again, I didn't. I dedicated an entire episode unto my feelings about this Joker film, and I, I'm going to briefly like talk about this um, artistically, and I guess craftsman-wise, yes, it's a it's a it's a well-made film. Uh, the, 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 the the that dude who directed The Hangover, he he borrowed heavily from Martin Scorsese. I, it's like I, I don't know if <laughs> if taking your your paper out and and and, and tracing over. Another director's work is worthy of a director's nomination, but hey, that's just my opinion. I I, I have been proven wrong in the past, but and then uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I, he did an excellent job acting, but I it, it's not necessarily the kind of Joker that I enjoy. I mean, a lot of people enjoyed it. I who am I to shout in the face of this wave of people who loved uh, this film? But uh, I, th- this is just how I feel. Better similarly, uh, just. I can see him winning Best Actor, but this movie being the, the, the quote-unquote Best Picture or Best Director or Best Screenplay, I mean, I don't know. That, that That's, again, this, this is for people in a higher pay grade. But, yeah, I, I, I'm incredibly shocked. Uh, my, my personal dog in the race, it's, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I want that movie to win every award they can. Last night, uh, what, Brad Pitt, he apparently he keeps winning all the Sporting Actor Awards for, for that one. So, hopefully he... he he gets himself his Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his portrayal of Cliff, Cliff Booth, who was a great freaking... He was great in that movie. I enjoyed the day of that movie. I, I, I still got to go out and grab a copy of it. I gotta, I'm got i going to wait till it goes down in price. I'm not paying 25 bucks for it. I have a kid. <laughs> no more running out and buying Blu-rays the day they come out. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to wait till next Black Friday. Maybe I'll scoop it up for five bucks at that point. But, uh... No, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's like sentimentally for me. That I felt like that was probably one of the best movies of last year. Uh, well, just behind Knives Out. I'm, I'm so pissed that Knives Out got shut out 
of the Academy Awards. I think maybe it got nominated for original screenplay, but beyond that, it was like no no other love for that movie. That was a, a well crafted piece of art. Um, see, like yeah, the, for me, like it's like oh, Knives Out is like so much higher than like okay, Joker was crafted well, but it's like as a comic book nerd, I'm like that's not a that's a Joker, but that's not the Joker. That's just a Joker that was made. If Martin Scorsese wanted to make the Joker, a la Taxi Driver. That's how I felt about that film. Uh, so, and then also, so that, that's enough about Joker. Uh, so last week, something else happened uh, uh, that I was very excited about. The, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, the, the CW, they had the end of their big crossover. And I got to... I got to watch the end of it that, that it all came down on Tuesday last week because they had started a month ago and then it took like three weeks off and then uh, they ended it on a Tuesday night back to back episodes. And if you're a comic book nerd, if, if you've been a big nerd of, of DC universe going all the way back to the eighties, like myself, this was really good. I, I, I have not been a big proponent of the CW shows. I, I, I felt like all those CW shows, all they all started really strong but then once they got to the point where they kind of had to like, all right, we need to run in place because we're going to drag this out for about six, seven years so we can get to 100 episodes and get to syndication. So let's not be too interesting. Let's just gonna we're just gonna keep recycling plots, and that's what I kind of felt happened. Like with Arrow, I, I love the first two, three seasons, amazing. Then it got kind of boring. The Flash, I thought that was like the best comic book show that had ever been made at that point in time. I loved The Flash, and then it started getting repetitive and started doing really stupid things. And they started integrating some dumb things from the comic book into the show. And I was like, why? Why are you doing this? Why do you hate me so? And uh, I think I didn't ever get into Legends of Tomorrow. Although I, I thought conceptually that should have been a cool show. But I think I watched a few episodes. Never got really into it. And then uh, Supergirl. I think I watched the first season. And that was fun. I, it had one of my favorite characters. The Martian Manhunter. And then uh, the Melissa Benoist is, is a great Supergirl. Uh, she really embodies that wholesome, hopeful superhero that Supergirl should be. So, but but I a lot of these shows they kind of like they wore on me where I'm like I can't sit here and like obligate myself to watch something I'm not actively enjoying. It's like it's like I used to hate watch The Walking Dead, but that was only because I didn't like it and I just wanted to be able to watch it and say, oh, I don't like this show because of A, B, and C. And then you know what? I need to stop hate watching that show. Just like I was like felt like oh I need to stop watching these shows out of this devotion of being a comic book fan. I'm like, oh, I'm a comic book fan. I should be watching these shows. And I was like, no, I'm not enjoying them anymore. Especially, yeah, season three of The Flash. Where like, that was like, nope, I think I'm done. And I I almost disavowed almost every comic book show at that point. I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to stop watching Gotham. That's not fun. No, I'm going to stop watching Arrow. I'm going to stop watching Flash. I know. But I would always came back for the... They, they would do these crossovers, which unironically, they would have nothing to do with the current plots of the shows. They kind of just drop every, much like in actual comic books, how it actually happens in comics. They ignore what's happening in the comic and do a fun story crossing over everyone. So, and, and these events have all been like that, like going back a few years where they do these like fun crossovers. And this one, like 
even though I have no interest in the regular shows, I watched all five episodes of this and it was great. It was literally, there were so many homages to the original like comic book from 1988, which I have a giant hardcover freaking absolute edition, which I've poured over many times as a youth <laughs> and in going into my oldness. Uh, it, it was, there's so many homages to that thing. There was so much little, so many little things like they referenced every piece of like, DC Warner Brothers media where like they referenced the Tim Burton Batman they referenced freaking like oh, uh, that that's the one that really blew me away I'm like what like hey that's the dude who played that that's Robert Wall <laughs> he played that crappy reporter you just see like like it was like it was like Earth 89 <laughs> and they, they referenced all even the shows that were like kind of like under the radar like Birds of Prey from years ago like that was back in like the early 2000s and then when they were really trying to make comic show work. They referenced that. They referenced all the current stuff. Like, uh, spoiler, I, mean, I guess maybe it was a week ago, spoiler. They referenced the current movies. They had Ezra Miller as the Flash show up and meet the current Grant Gustin Flash. And they're like, wait, I'm Barry Allen. No, no, you're not. I'm Barry. We're Barry Allen. Okay. This, uh, your shirt's cool. Your suit looks like it's much more comfortable. Like, like that little moment. I'm like, I, I'm not a big fan of the DC cinematic universe, but that was really cool. They integrated that. Um, they had Brandon Ruth. He was back as the kingdom come. Uh, he was back as the, you know, the Superman returns Superman. <laughs> and like, because he was already on the show as another character, uh, that, that actor, but he got to put on the Superman suit. And I guess in a lot of nerds, I kind of redeem himself. A lot of people didn't like Superman returns. I, I was fine with it. it was, we, we get to find that Superman was Catholic and he doesn't use protection, but um, that's, that's the joke I always do about Superman returns. If you know me, that's just what I do with that movie. But, and yeah, there are so many cool things. They even have uh, uh, in the I think it was in the one of the, the episodes was last week. The guy the, the 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 comic book writer who wrote Crisis on Infinite Earths. They worked him into like you just see him. He's like, oh hey, can I get your autograph? And I'm like, hey wait a minute, that's Marv Wolfman. <laughs> I remember him when Sean Hornbuckle introduced me to him years ago at Wizard World LA. I'm like, hey look, that's awesome. I'm like that they got a Let's bring in the guy who wrote the original story and just have him do a quick little cameo where he like walks up to Supergirl and Flash, can I get your autograph? <laughs> it's just like, it was all sorts of little things like that. Like I'm sure there, there's, there's YouTube videos where they point out every single reference to another DC property. It, it, it was it was pretty great. They, they even reference all their current shows on their DC Universe app. At, at the very end, you get to see like all the other Earths. They referenced Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol and, and Titans and all that fun stuff. I was like, oh, you know what? It's nice that the, the, the one thing that DC, the advantage that DC has over Marvel, like the this this guy who's in charge of the huge show, this guy Greg Berlant, he's he's utilizing that one advantage that the DC has always had over Marvel. That DC literally controls all of their characters. Marvel doesn't have full control over everything. You know, like, oh they have to negotiate with Sony for Spider Man for for any rights with that. They you know the Hulk is partially under control of Universal. You know they had to literally buy Fox to get the X Men and and the Fantastic Four back. It was just like that. Marvel's always kind of like they've worked around all these limitations where. DC doesn't have any limitations. The only limitations have been the kind of the creativity of the people who've been in charge. And now it's like, th th this is the first time where I feel like, oh, they're, they finally took advantage of this power. They have where, oh, we can reference everything. And, and, and it was great. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. And then, uh, according to Pete Molini, uh, the ramifications of the big event are being felt already this week in all those shows. Like all those other, all the show, uh, Supergirl, Flash, all that. They, 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 the shows have come back. 
and, uh, and that there's actually repercussions from this big giant event where uh, many Earths became one, which is exactly why they did this big comic event way back in 1988, because like the the DC continuity is very complica- complicated, where there was just a, a separate Earth for every every superhero. It's like, oh no, that's Superman's Earth, and this is Captain Marvel's Earth, and that's Batman's Earth, and that's someone else. that's the JSA's Earth. It's all different Earths, so it's all happening on different Earths. There's infinite Earths. That way, oh no, they'll never meet. The Flash would never meet the other Flash. They're on two separate Earths, and after that that Crisis Infinite, they just kind of like. All right, this is very confusing for people who want to try to read this. Let's just smash it all together into one Earth and merge everything together and make things easier. And that's kind of what they did because they were they were running into that same problem with all these TV shows where it's like, oh, Supergirl lives on this Earth and Black Lightning lives on that Earth and The Flash lives on this Earth and all this stuff. It's like, nope, smash it all together. One Earth Prime. And that they, hopefully that allows them to have a lot more fun. So that, that was a really cool thing. I saw from last week. Uh, something that I guess I wasn't too disappointed, but apparently video game fans were very disappointed. So uh, Smash Brothers, that's always been, you know, as long as Smash Brothers has existed, it's always been a big thing to Nintendo fans. And uh, they, that, so the latest Smash Brothers that, that come out last year for, for the Switch, they announced a new fighter. And so everyone was like eagerly anticipating, who's this new fighter? Because they, they, they've been kind of going into like different directions the last few fighters. Like for, I was very happy. Like, oh, it was like Terry Bogard from the, from the Fatal Fury and King of Fighters series. You know, they had a hero from the Dragon Quest series. Uh, well, they had Joker from Persona. And I'm trying to remember who the other one was. My brain is, is failing right now. But so far, the the, the four characters, because they, 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 they were going to add, they added five characters. And the next, uh, or throughout the rest of this year, they're going to add five more. So everyone's like, oh, everyone's in anticipation. They're going to add another character. Oh, who could it be? Who could it be? Could it be Dante from Don't May Cry? Could, could it be Sora from Kingdom Hearts? Could it be the, the guy from Doom? Uh, and uh, almost as if Nintendo realized, oh, man, we've been doing things really right. Let's fuck with people. And then they, they put in a character from this, uh, this, this, this series, Fire Emblem, which makes uh, th- this Fire Emblem series has been doing well. But, like, they always put in more of these. They're all the same guy. They're all very similar. They're incredibly strong people with swords, and they just added another Fire Emblem character to the game. And as, it, it, as an old man now, I, I get to like sit back and just laugh now. <laughs> My buddy who still works at Nintendo texts me, he's like, oh, did you hear about the character? I was like, no, who? Oh, do you guys hear that in the background? There's a tiger meowing in the distance. Hello, son. What's that, son? You want to you wanna be on the podcast? Yeah? You want to be on the podcast? Okay. I don't know if everyone can hear you on the mo- on the microphone, but I can hear you. My little boy is uh, letting us know that he's here. Oh. Oh, you thought it was a kitty meowing. Oh, no. That was not a meow. Although, they, they say, we named a tiger. He's like a cat. <laughs> and uh, we call it, like, when he, when he, when, uh, when he, when he cries, it sounds like a little tiger roaring. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the boy got mama's good looks, and he got my giant hands, my giant feet, and my giant lungs, and my giant stomach. He got all the, he got all the giantism from his father. <laughs> he got a, he got a big set of lungs. Yeah, that, that that's all the way over there in the bedroom. That, that's not close. <laughs> if you guys were able to hear him, he he's, he he let you know that he's here. Well, yeah, Whew. 
I think there was some other stuff that I was eventually going to cover, but yeah, it was, I just thought it was funny. I was like, my buddy from Nintendo texted me. He's like, you hear about the fire, the character? I'm like, is it a, I'm like, oh no, what did they do? A fire emblem character. I'm like, really? Really Nintendo? Uh, a cl- classic Nintendo. Uh, they're, they're very similar to the WWE where in many times they don't listen to their audience. <laughs> audience says one thing. It's like, what did they say? I think they want the opposite. Let's do the opposite of what they want. Because that's going to make them happy. <laughs> it's just... I, I don't get this, the business sometimes. I, I was there for seven years. Everybody take your drink. Take your drink, everyone. I'm going to take my drink, too, since I mentioned that I worked at Nintendo. It's funny how yeah, a lot of these uh, type, electronics companies will just do the, the opposite of what people want. But, hey, consumerism, right? <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, so we're gonna, I'm going to cut the show a little early. Normally we go another 15, 20 minutes, but uh, yeah, I'm a new dad and it sounds like my son needs me. <laughs> so as usual, you can always follow me on, at, uh, on Twitter. I tweeted just before the show went on today. Yeah, and I tweeted earlier about how the YouTube was going up. So you can follow me at DreGPPodcast. You can follow me on Instagram as well. Same handle, at DreGPPodcast. You can find us on YouTube, Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. If you're listening to us on audio and not watching on Facebook Live, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash DreGPPodcast. If you want to be awesome, like our awesome patron, Daniel Wong here, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy if you want to help contribute some money to help me pay for this endeavor and uh, maybe uh, leave me a few extra nickels to help pay for that little guy you hear in the background. <laughs> you want to help a brother out? Patreon.com Dre's Geek Philosophy. And uh, if, if you want uh, more direct, then you can go to Etsy.com forward slash, forward slash shop slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. Uh, I intended to add more stuff last week, but obviously I had to take care of my son. So... And if you want to buy some things or if you want to request some stuff, uh, hit me up on uh, on Etsy or on Instagram and I can make you something, uh, uh, some cool 8-bit art. Or if you want something drawn or just anything, you, you want to commission some art, commission something, commission some ridiculousness for me and help uh, help help this papa earn some more money to take care of my little boy. He's just really belting out right now. I better get over there. ASAP. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll be back every week as long as I'm able to. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Dre Cervantes. We will see you guys next week if I don't throw up any videos on YouTube or anything. I'm going to try to. I keep saying I'm going to, but now that I'm a dad, it's getting even harder. You know, what, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? Thank you very much. Have a good night. Audio listeners, thank you for listening. Hope the audio quality is good. Bye.